0: The Lord. This week is a week of many activities in history of the Christian life. Activities that will bring the redemption of mankind. And today is a day we always celebrate and we call it Pan Sunday, isn't it? This was a day Jesus was moving. Maybe his disciples didn't know where he was going, but he was moving towards Jerusalem because He came to this world to do a work, and whatever work you are sent to come and do, you must complete it. And the ultimate goal was for him to be the sacrificial lamb and to die for mankind. On his way, something happened. Strangely, Jesus asked that his disciples should go and untie a colt or an ass or a donkey as Some will call it. The disciples went and he said, when you go and they ask you, the answer you should give them is that what? Tell somebody the the Lord is in need of you. Indeed, the Lord is in need of you. To be able to enter into the sinful world, to be able to show his glory and his power to the world. You are the one the Lord needs. If there's anything God needs to change as well, it is you. So for me, the Palm Sunday is a day I will always meditate upon and ask God, what would you like to use me for? It is not only rejoicing. The rejoicing should be a rejoicing that God is going to use you at least to do his work. But God will not also sit on you and you be left like that. What they did was that the disciples went, but as they were losing the cold, the owners of it asked, Why are you losing the cold? I believe that Adam, after sinning, we became servants to the devil. He controlled us anyhow he wanted. And Jesus said, I am going. Go and loosen those people, and bring them. They are of good use for me. Satan will put a question, why are you taking it? Because it belongs to me. The whole world is mine, he told Jesus. The whole world and whatsoever is, in it is mine. But once he heard that the master is in need, the one who created it is in need of it, Satan cannot stand it. It was taken up and taken to Jesus. And that's why he's sending all of us out into the world. After his death, he said, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. Anyone that will believe, this sign shall follow them. In my name, they shall speak in tongues. In my name, they shall cast out demons. There's great thing that you can do in his name. It means that you stand as an ambassador of Christ, whatsoever you say it's like Jesus himself is the one saying it. That is the position He's bringing us, so that wherever you stand, it's like Jesus is there. Wherever you enter it's like Jesus has entered there. Jesus is no longer on earth here in a physical form, but he is here in the form of you. And as we understand this, wherever we go, we should. Exhibit his character, we should exhibit his power, we exhibit whatever Christ will exhibit. You have the ability to do that. And that was the reason why he died. And that was the reason why the Holy Spirit was released. It's not only for a fan and for something to be written here I am born again. You are more than writing here I'm an ambassador. You should know your stand and your credential. That look, the state that is backing me. Is a very strong state. Every one ambassador that is sent out, the state of that country backed him. So Jesus is not only sending you, he's giving you your authority to go there. So you carry that authority wherever you enter into this world. It's like Jesus himself being there. That is why we, the Christians, should be able to show Christ to the world. By our presence in the world. Hallelujah. I like John' description. Let's look at John, chapter 12, from verse 12 to 19. The next day, the great crowd that had come from the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches, went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's coat. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Then, verse 17, Now the crowd that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that all are accomplished nothing. Look the world has gone after him when there is a donkey made available and the disciples glorify him and enthrone him as a king the entire world will go after him if the church will not abandon its course and will enthrone Christ first in the heart of the individual second in the church and making Christ the head of the church that anyone that enters into the church will see Christ once we do that it will by all means draw all men after him the world cannot resist but to run to the house of God but if we are divided and somebody comes to the church and do not see Christ and see human beings, seeing people who want to promote their own cause. This type of thing cannot draw the world after Christ because what you are promoting, you yourself that you are promoting, we have better of that in the world. Why should they come to the church? If the church wants the entire world to run after it, we should measure on Christ. He said, when the Son of God is lifted up, it is then that he can draw all men unto himself. But if the individual is lifted up, he is going to scatter and bring division. Whatever we do, we should look at the glory that is going to come to God. Not the glory that is going to come to us. The donkey never had its glory, it was just an obedient donkey that Jesus sat on, but it drew all men unto him. As you allow yourself to be used by Christ, it's going to draw all men unto Christ. But when it's drawn all men unto Christ, the donkey will not be left. People place clothes. Hosanna. Some of them put their clothes down on the floor for the donkey to walk on. It wasn't Jesus who was walking on. It was the donkey. But what betides you as a donkey? To think that I'm so important. Important than all other donkeys on this earth. I am great. Look at how everybody is putting cloth before me. Then you begin to make your keche. You are finished. Look how the whole world Has gone after him. In fact, he shook the entire Jerusalem. Most of them were very happy, but the Pharisees were not happy about it because they thought they're losing their power. Because they were the great men, the men that know, seem to know about the Bible. Theology and everything, and everybody always looked to them as the men of God in the city. Now, somebody has come, and all your congregation have run away from you and they are following that man. What will you do? No wonder he was crucified, no wonder they hated him, no wonder they planned to finish his life. All these things added up to the hatred and God was playing into their hands. Bitterness and everything was in their heart. They said, from this day, let's plan. If we don't kill this man, our congregation will finish. If we don't destroy him, if we don't use social media to destroy that guy, our ministry is finished. From that day, I believe, they started planning. The guy has come to town. Let's see what we can do. How can we get him? And Satan came into the closest person, one of the closest people to Jesus. And any one of us could be used. If you open up, you'll be used. The enemies within is more dangerous than the enemies without. The one that is closer to you, if it's destroying you, is more painful than the one who is far off. So they know they couldn't get Christ until they get somebody from within. In fact, the church shouldn't be afraid of the world. Jesus has given the church all the power to withstand the world. He said, The gate of hell shall not prevail against the church. The world cannot destroy the church, authorities cannot destroy the church. Laws of the world cannot destroy the church. The only thing that can destroy the church is the church. That one, he tried. When the Holy Spirit even came and the church was growing and was multiplying and everything was going on, everybody was happy, he came in gradually to bring division among them. They started complaining about social welfare. They are taking care of this people. They are leaving our people this and, and this, this having done this. This and they were complaining, and the church was being destroyed. They wanted the disciples to leave the core work which they have called them to do. To come and sit down and begin to solve food problems. How do we share food? The pastors will come and stand here and begin to share food. It's good, but that is not the core work of the church. The church must help its members. The church has the responsibility to help its members when they are in trouble. But that is not the core business of the church. Because it's not the core business of the church, don't backslide because of that. The core business of the church is that all of us will be used by Christ. The core business of the church is to raise and to lift Christ up. The core business of the church is to preach the gospel. The core business of the church is to win souls for Christ. The core business of the church is to protect society. When they are redefining sin, the church should be the light that will show forth. When you want a place where love can be exhibited, it should be the church. In fact, if the church concentrate on its core business, all these other aspect will be solved. Do not allow the enemy to sidetrack us. Jesus knew where he was going. He had a goal. He didn't even allow the donkey and the priests or the people to make him sit down. He knew he must go. If I were the one and they wanted to arrest me and have all this power at my disposal, ha! If people come to arrest you, and you can just speak smart and they can all lie down <laughs> and roll for you to walk away, why will, you <laughs> why will you subject yourself into that hardship? But not because of him, but because of you. He had a goal and he must die. The Bible said, if the devil have known this, that by Jesus dying, you and I will have more of Jesus on earth here. It used to be one Jesus. In Jerusalem, but now the spirit of Christ has extended and gone into many hearts. And God has now got many sons. He used to have one only begotten son. And now he's got many sons. You can now call yourself a son or a child of God, isn't it? If the devil had known this, like he would set up protection, give him good armor bearers, Good security and make sure that no gems touches Jesus. He will like Jesus to live forever. But God had hidden it from him. Sometimes what is happening to you, you may think, Oh, where is God? No, God has a plan. It is going to work for your good. The devil may mean it for evil but God will turn that situation for your good. His death looked like it was meant for evil. Look at how they were rash in trying this man. Pilate and Pilate sat on it as a judge. You saw that the person was not guilty. He said, I see no fault with that man. If you see no fault, You don't need to ask somebody whether to release him or not. But sometimes the fear of the people can make you do a certain judgment which you yourself know is wrong. He knew the right thing. Thank God for his wife. The wife came and wanted to help the husband. Women, thank God for your life. He said, I am troubled about that man. Because of him yesterday night, I couldn't sleep. The man is innocent. Make sure, honey, not to touch this guy. And you know, as usual, we, the men, our ego will not permit us. Forgive me, men. <laughs> he himself knew it. The wife has confirmed it. No evidence against him. And he has the right to say, Jesus should be set free, but he must die. His weakness was he wanted to please men. I don't know how his conscience After Jesus was crucified, if I were the one, I wouldn't be able to sleep. It's not only that man, but all of us must also stand for the truth when it's the truth. Don't allow anybody to put pressure on you to make wrong judgment and to give wrong judgment about things, about people about situations. Don't let your political color close your eyes when you are taking the right decision. If it's right, take the right decision. One day, you'll be happy you took the decision. I know sometimes it's very difficult. You know something is right. But you know the people you are taking the decision for don't understand what is right. What you know is right, they think it's wrong. Maybe like your children. Maybe he doesn't know how to swim. His friends are going to swim at the beach and he wants to go and swim too. And you are telling him, don't go because you don't know how to swim. For him, he thinks you are telling his liberty. You're stopping his liberty to go with friends and go and enjoy life. But you know as a father that this is very dangerous for your son. Your son, who doesn't know how to drive well, would like to take your car key and go around with friends. Either you want him to be dead or to be in trouble. You know it's wrong, but pressure Can let you spoil the child as if it's love. And the scripture says that as long as people are children, you remain as a child, your mind looks like a child. You need to be under tutors and governors if you behave like a child. Somebody must help you manage your life until you are of age to be able to handle things. You don't give somebody freedom if he doesn't know how to use the freedom. Brethren, Jesus has a plan for us. Whatever that happens to you, don't think that the church is putting too much restriction or God is putting restriction on my life. No. He wants you to become better. He wants the best for you. The devil don't have any plan for your life. His plan is to come and steal To kill and to destroy. That is the main purpose of the devil for your life. When he's coming, whatever he does, he wants to steal, he wants to kill, he wants to destroy. He wants to steal the life, he wants to steal our children, he wants to steal our joy, he wants to steal even the way God will want the world to work. He wants to kill. And he wants to kill our initiative he wants to kill our strength. He wants to kill whatever you're doing. He wants to kill your business. He wants to destroy everything. And anything that helps to destroy is of the devil. Sometimes the enemies within, the family members within, they are the most dangerous. Sometimes what will help the entire society because of small gold, small silver, he forgets about the benefit of Jesus raising the dead, of opening the eyes of the blind, of feeding the 10,000, he forgets about everything just because of what he's going to get. And what he's going to get, he wasn't going to put it into the coffers; He was going to put it into his pocket. Where is the Christ we are raising and we are lifting? Don't talk about somebody. Let's see ourselves here. If this church, we live like Christ, The entire nation will change. Now you are a donkey. I am a donkey. Let Jesus sit on us. The one who sits on you is the one that directs the donkey. Once you yield yourself to him, it's his responsibility to take you to where he wants to go. And I pray that God will guide you and lead you. And look, it's not only sitting on you, the Hosanna, the leaves, the praises, you you get some. So serve the Lord. Once God is praised and lifted and the good things comes upon Christ, you will not be left behind. God bless you. I want you to look inside you today, make a decision. Some of us are bound by different kind of situations, some of us is sin, some of us, we are bound, our businesses are not moving on as if something is holding on to your progress in life, to your movement in life. Today I want us to pray that ask God that I yield myself to you, I'm yielding my business to you, I'm yielding everything in your hand. Lord, untie me and use me. As you desire, I want you to pray that prayer. Pray it, and let it be your heart prayer. Oh God, we bring our life before you. Like the donkey, we surrender our life to you. We were nothing; we we're just tied somewhere at the gate. You picked us, Lord. If they are not yet picked, untie us. Those who are outside, untie them. Those who have not yet come in, untie them and use them. There are so great people outside you want to use who are doing their own thing, oh Lord. Use us as your disciples to go where they are and untie them. Lord, we will not sit only in this room, but as we live here, we will walk to where the donkeys are and untie them, and bring them to the house of God so that they will be useful to you. Oh, Lord, this is what we are asking you for. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you that what you have tasted, be like the disciples. Whoever doesn't know Christ, I want you to be able to bring that person, untie him, untie her, and bring the person to the house of God. And so that the person can also rejoice and be used by Christ. God bless you.